God wants you to speak faith. In August of 1980, God gave instructions to me for Word of Faith Ministries. He said, proclaim the Word of Faith, be a showcase of ministries, and train people to fulfill the Word of God. Now, let's get into today's message. And how long is this for? We see what it is for. How long is it for? Until we all, every member of the body of Christ, comes in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect or mature man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Wow. I don't know about you, but I hadn't arrived yet. <laughs> I am not to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. I have not yet arrived. Don't have any inkling that I have. Don't get me wrong. But I do believe I am more mature now than I was. Back in the day. <laughs> Pastor Ed talks about back when I was on radio and I would preach up a storm. And then the guy would come on after me and he'd preach against everything I said. And then I'd get up the next day and I'd preach against everything he said. That's not profitable. It's not very wise. You know, I felt like it was my duty to get out there and correct this guy. No, it's not. <laughs> you know, and that was immature. And he's used that actually as an example. Thanks, Pastor. <laughs> of, of immaturity. And I own it. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That's a long time ago. Uh, back in the 70s and, and early, early 80s. So, um, okay. But here's the thing. There's been time between now and then. And I've had a chance to mature. And I don't get on and try to fuss at people and straighten them out. I'm amazed at the number of ministers, I'll put that in quotes, that are on Facebook that feel like it's their duty to straighten everybody out on their doctrine. Well, a Facebook post is not going to straighten out anybody's doctrine. I'm sorry. <laughs> it just isn't. It is not the authority you want to go to. You want to go to the Word of God, find out what it says, not a Facebook post. And if you're taking Facebook posts as authoritative, you got some problems with maturity. <laughs> okay, let's keep reading. Henceforth we be no more children, verse 14. Well, children are immature. That's what he's getting at here. How do we know they're immature? How do we know they're children? They're tossed to and fro. They're carried about with every wind of doctrine. What's the latest doctrine? What's the, the, the neat thing everybody's talking about now? Uh, I've known some people had that attitude. Are you up on the latest doctrine? Uh, you know, all my alarm bells start going off. Because if that's your goal, is to be the one that's got the latest, greatest doctrine, immaturity. It's a sign of immaturity. Let's keep reading. Uh, oh, verse 14, let's go back. And he, that we henceforth be no more children, tossed to and fro, carried about with every wind of doctrine, by the slight of men. There are people out, out there actually trying to deceive folk and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive. There's folks that actually are planning on deceiving the body of Christ. Not all of them are Christians or have that label. A whole lot of folks in the political realm, a whole lot of folks in the philosophical realm, 
want to deceive Christians outright or planning on it. So we need to be aware of these things. They lie in wait to deceive, but rather, what are we to do? Speak the truth in love. Speak the truth. Now, I said recently on my radio program, and I think maybe even on my video program, what is the truth? The truth, John, 10, uh, John 17, 17, I should say. John 17, 17 says, Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. The word of God is truth. So if you've got questions about what's true, there are a lot of people today that are arguing the philosophical veracity of how many genders there are. Well, if you really want to know how many genders there are, go to the Bible. Look at the verse of Scripture that says, Male and female created he them. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> There's two. So if you want to know how many genders, the Bible tells us the truth. Anything else is, no, is not true. It's not Bible. It's not true. And a lot of people would say, well, yeah, Dr. Bill, you're just, you're just closed-minded. Well, I can afford to be closed-minded. I know the truth. <laughs> Amen? I mean, why argue about something? Why get into discussions even about something that I absolutely know the truth about? And see, there are people that say, well, you see, that's just closed-minded. I can afford to be closed-minded on that topic. Now, I'll be open-minded as to what the great, latest, greatest computer is to use. I need to study and find out and do comparisons of what's the latest, greatest computer. I'll give you that. And I need to be open-minded about that. Not just say, well, I'll only go with HP computers or I'll only go with Dell computers. I'll be open-minded on that front. But the Bible doesn't say anything about what's, which one is the better computer. If it did, I'd be able to go to the Bible and say, what's the best computer? <laughs> it's not there. So I can afford to be open-minded in that area. But if it's a topic covered by the Bible, it's a done deal. Okay? So, we know the truth, so we speak the truth in love. See, I don't have to beat anybody over the head. There's only two genders. You dummy. What good is that going to do? What I can say is, well, the Bible says he created them male and female. That's what I believe. I don't have to be mean about it. I don't have to be fussy about it. I don't have to get in any arguments about it. I just can tell them that's what I believe. Well, I don't believe that. Fine. That's between you and the Lord. You go to the Bible, you read it. You disagree with it. <laughs> I didn't write it. Let's get off my nose. But I am to speak the truth in love, and in doing so may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ, from whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplied, according to the what? Effectual working in the measure of every part. That means all of us got to do our work, whatever God's called us to do, as a part. I've got my part, you've got your part. If you try to do my part, you might not be anointed to do that. You might not be graced to do that or have the unction to do that. Don't do it just because you want to do it. 
Do it because you do have the grace. Do it because you do have the gift. Do it because you do have the unction. And you'll be happy doing that. See, if I tried to be the great prophet, I'd fall on my face and I wouldn't enjoy it. But I can be a Bible teacher and I feel very comfortable doing that. Pastor says, Brother Bill, are you interested in in-season, out-season? Can you teach on Wednesday night? Absolutely, Pastor. No problem. I don't get upset. I don't get nervous. I just come in and teach. Because the anointing is what does the teaching. I don't have to sweat it. So the thing is, every joint supplies its part. The effectual working of the measure of every part, making increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. And that, that's interesting. That we, as part of the body of Christ, function to edify the body. The body edifies the body. Now, obviously, the Holy Ghost edifies the body. God the Father edifies the body. Jesus, as head of the church, gives us direction and edifies the body. All that's understood. We know that. What I find interesting is that the body edifies the body if we are working in the functions and the anointings and the unction that we have individually. And if we do our part, other folks get edified. Now, earlier we read the, the verse that says, and be not children. I want you to think for just a moment about a child, an infant child. What can that infant do for itself? Not a lot. It's breathing. It's doing that. But it can't feed itself. It can't clean itself when it dirties its diaper. It can't provide anything. And here's the interesting thing about little babies, children, small children. They don't have a care in the world about other people. They would not look at you and because you changed their diaper say, thanks, Dad, for changing my diaper. <laughs> they don't do that as an infant. They're just, change my diaper, you know. Somebody do it. They're, they can't. They are incapable. An infant Christian, even if they're 70 years old and gray beard and they just got born again last week, they're an infant Christian. Do we expect them to stand in an office of ministry? Do we expect them to, to minister out apart? to the body of Christ at that point in time? No. Do I expect my baby to go out and get a job at one year old to support the family? No, of course not. I take care of them, feed them, burp them, clothe them, pay for everything, change the diapers, do the whole nine yards. I've done it. <laughs> Amen. My baby is now about to turn 31 in August, <laughs> but you know, he's past all that now. And you know, he's a young man. So he's capable of a lot more. He works a job and pays for rent and takes care of himself. I didn't expect him to do that when he was one year old. Okay? So we have to understand everybody's at a different place. And God's not going to expect you to do 
at one year old, as spiritually speaking, what he expects is somebody that's been in the Word and studied the Word and been fed and developed and, and built up their muscles spiritually, been praying in the Holy Ghost for years and years and years. He expects more out of us. We've been at it longer. And so, yeah, he expects a lot out of us. But those young Christians, they're there for us to supply to. They're there for us to minister to them, help them, build them up. And I believe, and one of the reasons I think the Lord had me share some of this tonight, we're about to see growth. We're about to see new people come in. And a lot of them are going to just have been born again, or maybe they've backslidden, they've been away from the Lord for a long time. They need a chance to be planted, and they need a chance to grow. And they need us to be understanding and loving and accepting of them as a person. Now, here's a key. I trust that you enjoyed the Speak Faith broadcast today. Word of Faith Ministries is a multimedia outreach ministry that provides the SpeakFaith.tv Fire TV app, the SpeakFaith.tv Roku channel, the SpeakFaith.tv live streaming internet TV network available at the web address sftv.io and the on-demand SpeakFaith.today internet video service to showcase ministries preaching the uncompromising Word of Faith. We also provide technical support and web hosting for many great churches and ministries, including Expedition Church of the Triad, Word of Faith Worship Center, and Word of Faith Radio. If you would like to partner with us to reach the world with the Word of Faith, you may do so on the web at paypal.me slash speakfaith or at our mailing address, Word of Faith Ministries, P.O. Box 5213, High Point, North Carolina, 27262. For more information, visit our main website at speakfaith.org. The Speak Faith broadcast is brought to you by Word of Faith Ministries and our partners around the world.